I, I don't want to use pour over as an analogy. No, here, don't. But it's I love pour over coffee. Boy, do you. And I've taken many pictures of sort of that oily. You know, I got to be frank. I like pour over coffee too. It is very good. I it's try, strong. It's rich. I, I try to pretend I don't care about anything. It's very good. Uh, it's really, you just, you, you get that, just that little extra kick in the chin mm-hmm. to get you through your day. Yeah. And got the oil on the top. Yep. Yeah. It's so good. that's, you pour that water in and it goes through the coffee, picking up little oils and so on. By the end, it turns into coffee and drips into the cup. And, and that's, that's how a, sales works. That's a real filter. <laughs> <laughs> We hear this sometimes from different people. What do you hear? Funnel. I got I to gotta admit something. I love a good funnel. In fact, increasingly as I go to meetings and meet with high-level people from companies that might engage Postlight for services, mm-hmm. I find myself not drawing architecture and software architecture. That's what I used to do. Mm-hmm. I don't just write down requirements. I draw funnels meaning a triangle and at the big end of the triangle as opposed to a little point uh-huh is possibility that's right kind of at some level your funnel is everybody in the whole world let's say you want to sell let's say you wanted to sell me the watch that you're wearing right now would never do it but no, yeah i know but uh who who could buy that watch anyone in the world well not really we gotta we gotta you know it's you gotta figure out who's interested in watches Maybe maybe you could pay to advertise on Hodinky, the noted watch blog. Or Aristocrat. Is is that real? W-R-I-S-T. Oh, God, that's That's world. pretty strong. That's not strong at all. <laughs> anyway, you want to sell your watch, you got to find out who wants to buy watches. And then you don't just sell it the next day. They don't just come in and be like, hey, give Correct. me that watch. I'll give you some money. It's like, you got to talk to them, got to get to know them. There's well, pr- how do you start to essentially filter out the ones that are unrealistic for you. That's right. Funnel is kind of a marketing term about getting from less qualified to more qualified. I, I almost don't want to say leads because it can be different than just like... It's an abstraction. Like, can they afford it? That's another right. big lopping off. We're talking about, Everybody likes watches. We're talking about watches. We could also be talking about a college education. We could be talking about hiring someone. That's right. Yeah. So it's criteria that gets you closer and closer to the outcome. To somebody signing on some dotted line and saying, yeah, I'm going to do that. It's the outcome. That's right. Right. From possibility to outcome. That's right. So there are funnels all around. And when you talk to somebody about how they're going to run their business, it's invariable that there's somebody with one of these triangle diagrams hanging out. It's a big deal. Yeah. Because you can't control everything. You could, you'd have an incredibly perfectly run business. That is exactly right. And you right. can't. That just isn't real. Right. And I mean, the places I've seen this, magazines uh, send out direct mail and do online advertising in order to yes. get people to click through and look at the magazine website, at which point they also say, could you please subscribe? Right. McDonald's is seeing you as someone who should buy a hamburger. Yep. And it's going to tell you through advertising and online advertising over and over again, knowing that a certain percentage of you will come in and get a hamburger and if if less if that percentage drops they're gonna go okay we need to fire our ad agency uh, just reset <laughs> yeah because what's gotta, going on they got to keep that percentage up like there's that spreadsheet yep. that everybody's looking at yeah in the funnel the funnel there was a day you'd have you'd have to stand out in the street with a sign 
Hey, everybody. How do I get you to walk into my shop? That's right. That is the, that's the old school analog way of somehow taking the millions of little atoms that make up New York City and somehow filtering just a few into your shop. Let's fast forward past an enormous number of technological improvements in advertising, direct marketing, and so on, and get to the web of the last few years. Which is an incredible, well, let's, I mean, let's just say one word, Google. That's right. So what we know now is that billions of people connect to the internet through Facebook, Google, and other major platforms yep. to get information about all kinds of things. Yep. And, you know, Wikipedia is there, and but also so is like Home Hair Finder or whatever the hell. Like, I found a site today. It was just tugboats. Okay. <laughs> I mean, this isn't part of any funnel. <laughs> okay. Well, there's a funnel. No, it isn't. It really isn't. There's a funnel on top of the tugboat. Right. <laughs> but other than that. Okay. And, no, I saw a tugboat as I was coming in. And you used to just search I, it, tugboats? It said on the side, the name of the tugboat was the James E. Brown. I'm like, I wonder if you can find anything else about that That tugboat. one tugboat? And you go in and no, of course, there's like tugboat finders. Of course. There's a whole scene and, and people have logged. I would call it a scene. No, it's a scene. <laughs> it is a scene. I was tweeting about it, and then people were like, oh, you got to come to Tugboat Fest. Oh. Tugboats are awesome, though. It's just a big motor. Well, it's also friendly. It's a big floating motor. Yeah, you want to- You can't you put, put a, a cannon on a tugboat. Kids love tugboats. It's, it's not threatening. No, no ego. No, There's no like, ego in tugboats. The big, fat Queen Mary comes into the harbor, right? And right. she's like, guys, I don't even know how to get up to that pier. <laughs> and they're like, come on, boys. <laughs> Let's get her up there. It just gets that's, no respect. But that's a tugboat voice. Just to be clear, like, come was, on, guys. Is that a tugboat voice? What the hell do you think a tugboat like, sounds like? Hey, You're, Queen Mary, come on over this way. <laughs> but it's got 275 billion horsepower. That's true. That's, Can we come back to funnels? <laughs> that's, All right. Let's come back. There is software today that gets you way, way, way further ahead than standing outside of your shop with French fries. That's right. And that it's um, CRM software. What? Customer is- Relationship Management. Right. Uh, meaning that whether it puts it in these terms or not, it's a tool for managing people along the funnel. And where you might really, first of all, in case you don't know, you are in CRM software all over the world. All the time. You Every time you've called someone to complain about your phone service. Oh, you're um, getting punched in. Yeah, or you bought some shoes or whatever. They're they're keeping track of who you are and where you are. When they ask for your email, when you when you reserve a hotel, yeah, it's always the worst moment. They're like, yeah, I yeah, just I need your email to send you the reservation. I'm like, Well, I'll be there, and you have my credit card number. Like, now we also would really like that yeah. email. <laughs> <laughs> totally. So they know who you are. They're keeping. They're figuring out who you are because they got that funnel. Yeah. I mean, look. Let's run with the hotel example. Oh yeah. I mean. They punch you in, and you're not just getting newsletters. Newsletters get, are effective. That is one thing. But you get that email from Starwood Suites. And you're just like, <laughs> when? Points oh, in this. What did I do? They're all like views out into a harbor every time. You ever tried to unsubscribe to, and you go, and there's like, oh, we've subscribed to you. And it's like 450 different Other newsletters. Things. Like, yeah. So that's A. You made a reservation. And but that just you also into- picked a particular class of room, mm-hmm. which they're not going to just gloss over. Okay, this person spends a little money. That's They're true. They're not just getting the regular suite. They're Ooh, getting the mini bar too. They hit that mini bar. They hit that mini bar, right? So all of these bits of data and around. Then we usually can figure out their home address. So we know where they came from. Yes. Right. And we can consolidate. Like if we get their email, we hook it up with some other email stuff. Mm-hmm. We can we can find out a lot about them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
like their the median income of the neighborhood you're from. The good news too is as part of like you know Grovewood Estates um, stay hotels. Uh-huh. I'm part of the um, consolidated undulating hotels family, mm-hmm. and there are over thirty thousand separate hotel brands. So yep. if I stayed at like a, I don't know shoe shine in. Mm-hmm. In the last 17 years, they're able to put that together. They know how I'm doing. There are multi-year, possibly multi-decade projects of, of bringing that data together. Now, my funnel here is I want people to come and spend more money at my hotel chain on my services over time. I want this long-term relationship, and I want them not going to other hotel chains, but really thinking of mine at any time when they think I need to go stay somewhere. And I'm going to be proactive about to chase that customer even beyond them making an overture towards me right, that so they want a hotel. So point systems, right? Point Where systems, do the point systems exactly. get tracked? Well, they get tracked thinking about customer relationships. So there's software behind this, Paul, sounds like is what you're saying. Well, there's all, there's been all kinds of software and it's, there's a CRM is kind of like a big bucket term mm-hmm. and it can mean kind of anything. Right. But it basically it's like, how do I track people and how I'm doing at persuading them over time and measuring success? Yes. Now, I've been dealing with and talking with and you know who's you know, who loves CRM is like the pharmaceutical industry. Oh, my God. As I did some work. like Dude, f- I started to get the rash. No, I know. They keep asking me, do you have the rash? Yeah. And now I'm getting the rash. And no. I don't know if it's because of the ad. 15 years ago, that's when I first learned about this stuff. Maybe 20 now. Like, it's been that long. And this is this is. This is like the hardcore substrate DNA of American business in technology. Like CRM, way before anybody cared about the web, they were thinking about these network systems because this was how you could, this is where the money was going to come from. So this is a huge space, billions and billions and billions of dollars. But over the last, I guess about 10, 15 years, Salesforce has emerged as the key player because they have a few things going for them. They're big. They're cloud. They're cloud. And they're like super cloud. That was like the first like unbelievably True. huge. Well, I mean, that was the breakthrough, right? For Salesforce, which is they were way ahead of everyone else to put it all into your browser. That's, That's it. right. You, know, you don't, don't have to host a damn thing. And well, a relatively reasonable seat license. You didn't have to spend $5 million to get kicked off. That's right. Here's the headline on their website. Start instantly on the out-of-the-box CRM built for small business growth. Okay. That's great. It's a strong... like. That took probably oh, six months. Do you to know ha- how many out. people worked on that statement? Oh, there are dead bodies behind. Oh that my statement. god, I've been in those conference rooms. Yeah, you know, and you write, you write like one word on the on the whiteboard, and they're like, "What did they get? Small business? They got to small business, and everybody's like, go home for a week.' <laughs> <laughs> Sit this one out, and just like everybody, get, we're going to yeah. finish this sentence next week. Yeah, yeah, but we yeah. got to small business. Just stop. Yes. Stop. Yes. But actually, getting the small business is huge, right? Because so many of these solutions were just optimized for the Fortune 500. Yes. You know, let's yes. get in there. Let's yes. get 8 million consultants. And the Salesforce thing is like, hey, you may not know a lot about technology, but you can spend a certain amount of money. It's not super expensive. I think the seat license is what in the, probably a hundred, couple hundred bucks per month or I something. I think it's not. I don't think it's super expensive. Yeah. So, so you're not going to spend some insane amount of money more than you would spend on normal software, and you can keep track of all your leads for your small business. And they have. Okay, let's just talk about how much they have. <laughs> have you walked up Fifth Avenue and noticed they have a giant building now? 
Oh, they're just It's everywhere. just a Salesforce. They also have yeah. the tallest building in San Francisco. Yeah, like, which is sinking, if I'm not mistaken. Well, that's, so is San Francisco. <laughs> but like, they are so big and they're so huge. powerful. I mean, so what do they cover? Let's go, let's run down But the I also list. think they're one of those things that most civilians have no clue what the hell they're doing. Oh, no, no, yeah. no, no. It's like the rash. Right, right. <laughs> I, just, I just noticed this. You know, Paul. What? It looks like we're slyly advertising ourselves again, but we're really not trying to do that. This, this is, is just an interesting in- industry observation, I swear. Well, it's not just we're in this business because this is the business we like. Like, we like solving these problems. Yeah. And big, large business problems. This is, I mean, perhaps it's a flaw. Paul, how do we solve them? <laughs> well, Rich, I mean, maybe it's a flaw in my personality, but if you tell me how are we going to combine um, the world of customer management and content i'm like oh my god let's do it yeah how do we solve it well you come to us with your big confusing problems around technology and first we figure out with you what needs to get done oh yeah we do we do we it's do a bit it of nurturing do it on a whiteboard we do it with some uh some bean bags yeah but you know it's uh then we send you back of envelope and we say it's going to cost this and then you go hmm yeah this is something people don't know about postlight if you're looking for some just high level advice we just give it out it's true. It's kind of I mean, you've, nutty. You've had a taste of it in this in this podcast. Yeah. But if you want that, but but like, you know, on the ground and we actually- With us you, going to your house? <laughs> we know your real problems. <laughs> We're like, I get out the, I get out the we'll Taylor's measurement tape and we, you know, exactly. let's take a look at your neck. It's not just about new opportunities for us. It's also about connecting with and people and we like it. We do. And the, the practical thing that happens is you come in, we figure out what needs to get built and then we make you your thing. We talk about the problem, and if the problem needs a thing, we help you build the thing. We build the thing. That's yeah. Postlight. Hello at postlight.com. Thing builders. Talk to us. So, sales, meaning when you get potential opportunities, like for Postlight, uh, we happens. call it a pipeline, and they, we right. don't have them as clients yet, but we, we keep working on them. Well, until... and it's like, hey, Rich, and you know, about, you know, sometime next year, we got to go live with a. Uh, a new platform for uh, to sell some, you know, I don't, whatever. Dog got, food. Dog food. We've got our dog food. We're sourcing organic dog food. We need to change up the website. But, you know, increasingly what we're seeing is people want to know where the dog food comes from and they want to have recurring orders and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's Postlight. Can Postlight help me with that? Right. So we put it into our CRM. Yep. And Which, we may wait six months. There may be two phone calls over a nine-month period. Yeah, we check in a couple times. They, ch- and they usually Say hi. are like, yeah, hey, still working it out or yeah. would still love to talk about it. You know, let's right. talk about the numbers, that sort of thing. Right. So that's sales. And then there's service, mm-hmm. customer service. Mm-hmm. Customers want to be happy. And that can be down to call this 800 number if you have any questions about how to install this thing, all the way up to having problems, 188, blah, 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 blah. That's right. And these are your relationships. Customer relationship management is incredibly, intentionally broad, broad term. That's right. And it can be really proactive, right? Like, like let's go back. Dog food. We want to know if your dog doesn't like this food all of a sudden. Yep. You can be very like, hey, you know, any allergic reactions here? Hit the FAQ on the website. Right. Then they want to learn. And give us a phone call. It's yeah. all really important to us. So now we're going to take another, check out one more pillar. Okay. And we're going to stop here okay because there's a there's an interesting convergence that's happening right marketing mm-hmm. so now i'm not chasing for a sale necessarily because it's just not that like for us we don't sell thousands and thousands of widgets we sell our services to a handful of clients a year that's right imagine you there's a billboard 
that says, buy these shoes. Okay. Because they're cheap. Okay. Okay. But they're nice and they last a long time. Okay. But the billboard has a sensor on it. And if your car is of a certain model. Okay. The billboard's going to change and it says instead, get the best shoe money you can buy. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then your car will pass. You'll see that ad in your Mercedes. That's right. And then the next car. Who's coming in a 1978 Ford Fiesta. Which he still owes money on. That's right. Right? Sees the cheap ad again. So marketing, which used to be just pushing content in a very basic, dumb way. It was one way. Well, or or it was very non-dynamic in that like you'd send the thing out and you'd get a little code and it'd be like, hey, when you come and buy, you know, when you when you call, tell them it's XPC and right. then they would write that down. Like That I mean, was about as good as it got. Yeah. So this sort of like you could, you were always trying to track and figure out where the hell people heard about you. So you've got this odd convergence happening because you've got the need to push Let's call it. Well, and let's like the billboard is driven <laughs> through a REST API that calls out to a web server somewhere and gets some information, right? Oh, like, Paul. I know, I know. But that's what I'm saying. Like everything is sort of powered by the same fundamental structure. And the reality is deep down under all this stuff, under every like digital billboard, there's a CMS. There's a content management system. Oh, you're hitting us with another acronym. Paul. I am. I'm doing it. What is this? Content management system. So most people, when they hear content management system, think, isn't that just WordPress? <laughs> but it's a little more complicated than that. In, but, but here's what's up. People need to publish things on the internet. If you've ever built a web page, you know it's not that hard. You yep. put a, some headlines in and some pictures. Mm-hmm. But... If you need to build like a thousand web pages and then you need to go back and like change the style on them or fix an error or whatever, you need a database to put all that stuff in and some editing tools. And, and, and then, you know, it, you, you can't to, go to a developer every time you want to put up a new page. I mean, you got to manage your content. Yeah. Everybody does. And then there's, and a, it's worth clarifying that you don't just mean publishers. No, everybody's a publisher on the web. Everybody. Okay. That's a really important point to make. Yeah. I mean, everybody, every look at any, there is no one in the Fortune 1000 who doesn't have a CMS that they use to publish the information about their company. I think that's right. No, I mean, you know, because you just think, think about how many websites for how many nations right. are out there to support like um, Crest toothpaste. Such a strange thing to say. No, but I mean, that's like you go in, you, somebody's... Oh, like, Crest, I've seen it. Crest I've needs a traveled website. outside the United States and it's very interesting to watch. That's right. And then like Pepsi and, you know, so, so like all of these places need to manage their content. Now they can get really orthodox about it. They have a lot of rights and permissions issues. Uh-huh. They need DAMs or DAMs for digital asset management and so on and so forth. But the core idea here is you put, you got a bucket of stuff and you put stuff in the bucket and you organize it in the articles and hopefully a couple people can work on it at once. And then one day you hit publish or you tell the computer that, hey, when midnight rolls around, publish for me. Mm -hmm. So that's a CMS. Everybody needs one in order to support their website if it has more than two or three pages on it. All right. So one side of the world, you've got the CRM. That's right. Right. That is the oldest of old school. That is what technology and business have been doing for decades. Yes. And which is how do you help me find and keep a great relationship with my 
customer. Right. And at its at its essence. At its essence. Your customer could also be the you work at a not for profit and, and you're trying to keep kids out of jail and you track them through that system. You could use it for recruiting. Yeah. I mean it's really just anything it's, you're it's chasing. Very, variations on that theme. And Salesforce does a lot of that. There's Salesforce for not for profits and Salesforce for all kinds of flavors. All right. So then you've got CMS, mm -hmm. a content management system, which is a way to more efficiently manage and push my content to the world, mm -hmm. whether it be an ad, whether it be purely informational, whether it be an article, just content. That's like right. I can't go to a, an engineer um, or make it, you need to make it easier for me yeah. to publish yep. to the world. And as you said, on the web, everyone's a publisher. So these are pretty far apart, I think, but we're seeing something different. Well, what's happening is people are coming to us and they're saying, I've got, I've started putting more and more of my business into Salesforce. We sell these things. We sell um, healthcare services or expensive products or other kinds of services. Legal would be a good example, right? Like I, want, I put people into my CRM. And then I also have a lot of people who visit my website. And I, you know what? It used to feel like those were two separate worlds, but increasingly they're not. Let me give you an example. I want the people who I get in touch with to sign up for our newsletter because sometimes it takes six months. This I'm, I'll speak as post late. If people come and get in touch with us about something that's relatively vague, like I don't, I know I need to make some changes in my big plan over the next year for technology. I want them to subscribe to our newsletter. I want them to visit our website, get to know us, decide if they like our design and our strategy. And I want them to sign up for the newsletter so that they're just kind of like a little ambiently aware of what we're up to and what we're working on. So, but once you've signed up for that newsletter, I don't want to ask you anymore. I don't want to nag you. I don't right. want to come after you. Right. Um, and so in this case, you know, what if the person who came to visit came and saw the website and you can kind of link those two up so that they're not, you're not bugging them. But you're also asking them when you have something to offer them. Okay. You're putting some modules in there. Or you're, you're sharing some information or you're saying like, hey, you know what? This person has, uh, let's say I was a publisher that, and I was a, like a classic media publisher. This person's shown up 20 times in the last month. Mm -hmm. They already subscribed, but boy, they're, they're coming constantly. Maybe we should let them know about the cool readers council that we're building because we want them to like sign in for that. And then somewhere in the CRM connected to the CMS, mm -hmm. A little thing goes from like level one to level two. Okay. Now I can see all my level two people. And in fact, if they're really giving me money and time, I'm going to want to hit them first before I roll out a new feature. They might be, they're my, they're my most passionate users. Right. If I'm going to do a conference, I might want to invite them. Right. Maybe it's for pay. Right. Well, now I have a whole new funnel. And so I can model that out in my CRM and then I can also connect it to the CMS and make sure that people... You know, I can know when they hit any page sure. or when they do anything, where they are in the cycle. Now, right. this can be very spy-y. You got to be really careful. Sure. It can feel very What invasive. are you listening to? Exactly. You can really be way up in people's business and that's not cool. But at another level, if you have a good product and they like it and you're moving them through this stuff and you're not trying to force them and jam them into it, it's a way to like give them some more options. Yeah. And it's fun. It's interesting. It's a friendly nudge. I mean... <laughs> It's business. It it's is what business. it is, no. right? You got to hustle. But I'm um, on the up and up. I mean, look, 
It doesn't have to suck, is what I'm saying. It like, doesn't have to suck, and it doesn't have to be underhanded. But you go to a CRM website, and they're just like, jam people in your funnel hole until yeah. they can't breathe anymore. <laughs> and it's like, it, That's not, we don't build that. That's not what right. it has to be. That's not what the web has been about for yeah. people. But you can know where they are. And this is not, you know, there's a point that's worth making here, which is not personalization. It's not like, here's your custom newspaper for where you are. Um, people don't necessarily want that. They don't want to have the whole world adapted to their needs, but it is like, Hey, maybe, you know, this person has shown like five times that they're interested in this kind of car. So like, let's make sure that they know where the phone number is. Yeah. Let's make sure that bubble up the right. Yeah. So it's, it's that kind of responsiveness and just sort of knowing where people are in the system. Yeah. Maybe some user management and account stuff that lets them track and take care of their own needs. Where am I? As you describe all this. Well, this is the funny thing is you're not in a CMS and you're not in a CRM. No, no, no. Where am I as the potential customer? Mm, that's the whole thing, right? Like, are you, you're somewhere in the cycle. You have some information associated with you. Am I on the, your website? You're probably on my website. Okay. But you might not be. You might be getting my newsletter. Okay. You might be someone who I know is going to give me a call in the next three months. And if you don't, I should probably check in with you. Okay. Here's a good example. I call you and I say, hey, thanks for getting in touch about the plastic surgery mm-hmm. that you want, right? There might be a set of pages on the website that are just kind of for you and the people who've gotten to this point. Yeah. Not for everybody else. Like, right. so you've decided to. Yeah. And I might point you to those or send you an email with that information. Okay. So you see this kind of like platform emerging where where people are in the funnel, the kind of content they see the kind of opportunities that they have to integrate and connect to your thing. Yeah. Uh, Content is morphing here. It is, right? And it, so it's like you're still going to publish that blog and the art and the you still need a good nav sure. bar and so on. But there's a, it's a little bit of a different way of thinking about it. Right. Also, you're kind of sometimes you're popping up things where you're asking people to just fill the form out themselves or check their own account. Like, right. Here, you can manage your own relationship over here using this tool. And look, I think... We touched on this before, which is, this is very dangerous stuff, right? Because it's based on the ability to observe what a person is doing. That's right. And what we've come to learn is that Facebook found the ultimate sweet spot, which is they can observe what you're doing and never, ever have to be involved with creating a single piece of content ever. It's so good. Everybody just keeps making the content for them. It's perf- it's perfection, yeah. right? From a business model yeah. perspective, it's like, how about we just take advantage of all the stuff that people throw up all day long, no, every just, day? They make a machine. They make a machine. And you could. what's interesting about Google is that that sort of the boundary around which you can be observed blew up. Mm-hmm. You don't just have to observe me at Lexus.com when I'm looking around for a Lexus and then I sign up the newsletter. I don't have to just stay in, fenced in and t- no, then I go over Lexus. To, I go over to Car and Driver Magazine. Uh, exactly. And they can chase you around the whole internet, right? That's right. So what you have with these two companies is the ultimate, ultimate convergence of CRM and CMS. That's right. And there are big platforms too. Like there's stuff that Adobe does. There's this big thing called Sitecore. Like this is not, we're not inventing a whole new world here. No. What's new and what's interesting in our particular part of the world is that more and more clients are coming and saying, I need to put these two worlds together. Yes. And it's not just web analytics and it's not just, we want to do a different kind of marketing. It's, it's more like the, hey, 
when a person gets to this stage in the process, that's when they actually want that special kit about the future of their plastic surgery and how, you know, like, and after the plastic surgery is over, what do right. we do with them? We need to, we need to give them information on how to care for themselves and what the checkups right. look like. And so, so it, it's about building those relationships, partly with content, partly through the CRM, partly by maybe phone calls, emails, text yeah. messages, whatever. And those things all tie together into one platform. And so where they're coming to us, they might come, they might look for an all-in-one solution. They might decide they're going to do it all with Salesforce and figure out how to publish content out of Salesforce. Uh, where they're coming to us is they're saying, can you put these two worlds together for me? Can right. you build me a service? Uh, um, can you consolidate them? And right. I, we don't have to go, I don't think, too deep into the technology of it, but we've talked a lot about APIs on the show. Like you build a consolidated platform and then you build a nice web or mobile front end on top of it. Right. And the consolidated platform just basically says, hey, we know what a user is. We know where the content's coming from and we know where they are in this overall cycle, this overall funnel. We know that from the CRM. We know the content from the CMS and the client hits the API that a place like Postlight built and then you get those two worlds together. Right. We need a new acronym. <laughs> It's not CRM, it CMS. No, it's something big and beautiful. I, I, I would even say it's it's broader than, oh, system A and system B want to collide into each other, I feel like. Yeah, I think that's right. I, I think... Well, this is not a new idea. It's been around for like 40 years. Right. It's just that yeah, the culture... Like marketing people are suddenly like, oh, we need a CRM. Yeah, it's becoming more explicit in terms of how it all has to glue together. And people get it. They're no longer... It's. It's no longer as territorial. Yeah, there's right? education happening in both directions. Because mm -hmm. the that CRM people think the CMS people are weird. Oh, and, the CMS people versa. are like, you're going to ruin everything good about the experience I'm building. Exactly. Yeah, and exactly. the CRM people are just like, what is this nonsense? Yeah, exactly. I, I sell pharmaceuticals. Right, exactly. I, I think we should put this out there that if you come up with a good acronym describing this convergence, uh, we'll send you a box of chocolates. Absolutely, 100% we would do that. Yes, well, Rich, I don't know. I think this is real. I think that these two worlds are, are coming together. I don't know. Like, I don't think you're going to be able to download like CRM WordPress tomorrow or anything like that. Yeah. Oh, this is a deep pool. Yeah, it's going to... You ever see the video when the guy thinks he's stepping into a puddle and they fall all the way in? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, That's this is a big world. I think that my instinct is this is the future for the world of content. Somebody smarter than us who enjoys... Silicon Valley mm -hmm. will build something that will. Well, they're already bu they've built a bunch of stuff. I mean, I, I we'll if you've see. built a bunch of stuff, let us know. We're curious about <laughs> yeah, it. We'll, we'll try to understand it. Yeah. Uh, look, anyway, if you need anything, hello at postlight.com. You know how to reach us. I'm Paul Ford, the co-founder of Postlight, and I'm Rick Ciotti, the other co-founder. Talk to you soon. Bye bye. Bye.